Files Attack, a weekly podcast where four movie fans test the limits of their friendship. I'm Mella here with Josh, Lacey, and Rashawn. Hey, before we get started, you already know what it is. Take a minute to like, rate, and review us on whatever platform you're listening on Spotify, iHeartRadio. Apple Podcasts, please, do please. I don't think I'm ever the one to beg, but I'm begging today. Oh, shit. <laughs> Come on, y'all, just a little fiber. We would really appreciate that. What is going on, y'all? What have we been watching lately? Mella. Rashad, what? What? Josh and I started and finished season one of Yellow Jackets. Ooh. Oh! <laughs> You guys. It's so fucking good. It's so fucking good. I need to watch this. You're not, you're maybe like the third person that's like, you're not watching it? I'm like, holy shit, I don't have it. I'm on Showtime. I didn't know anything about it going in other than Melanie Linsky, Juliette Lewis, and Christina Ricci were in it. And I'll give the first episode a try. Hooked. Absolutely hooked. And so Josh watched it and then we powered through the remaining nine episodes right it's 10 episodes mm-hmm. we like had to force ourselves every night to, to stop watching <laughs> at like 11 at night because we know yeah Rashani, what are you watching uh i got to see three very different uh genre movies that were all directed by women of color that starred women of color ama with sandra O. Oh, Alice with Kiki Palmer and Master with Regina Hall. Triple triple feature watch that I did on my day off and I was very happy. Just that they the movies exist and that the actresses are getting a spotlight in movies that don't necessarily feature people that look like them. The movies have like varying success, honestly, but it was just worth it just to kind of watch three movies that had Regina Hall and Sandra Oh and <laughs> Kiki Fuck, Palmer. Yeah. 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 So it, it was good. I, I I think some of them might still be in theaters, but if not, once they're on streaming or video on demand, they're two horror movies and then one is this black exploitation revenge sci-fi hybrid. Um so I I would definitely recommend all three of those. Hell yeah. I am also also watch something else. Moon Knight. <laughs> he had to back five feet back away. away. Moon Knight. <laughs> Moon Knight finally premiered on Disney Plus. I've only seen the pilot so far. Uh, aside from a, a couple of issues, a couple of CGI issues, that is n- no one's fault. It's probably my favorite Disney Plus episode one they've ever released in terms of marvel or star wars damn really 
it was fucking, really good it's a blast man it's so much fun it's so cool that is so surprising okay did you watch it Rashan? i did i what? loved it i oh, but i've God. loved moon knight for years and years and years and years and years yeah and i know he's not everyone's cup of tea and his aesthetic and his character isn't everyone's cup of tea <clears throat> i'm in did you how are you on it um, I mean, I mean, I'll I'll be there. I I just didn't have any feelings one way or the other. I was just yeah. um, by the time the final shot rolled around, I was like, "Are you kidding me right now?" But <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I I don't I don't have any knowledge of Moon Knight. I just I showed up for Oscar and Ethan. So yeah, it's very cool. How they shrug, do but not like a. I'm not putting it down. Yeah, it's it's. I like how they're doing his his disassociative identity disorder. It's a cool. Uh, effect they're using um you watching anything i watched life and beth this is the new amy schumer show i know how my fellow cinephiles feel about amy schumer so i'm not gonna convince you all to watch it <laughs> but it's so good and i her style of writing is very specific and i really liked her i've liked her from the jump uh when she was just like a comedian doing roasts and she was always a comedian that like took it a little too far but I'm a person that takes it a little too far so I guess that's why I like her but this show is not like her inside Amy Schumer at all it's very grounded it's a dark comedy obviously she writes for women so well even in the scenes that aren't like a through line of the show it's just like two women talking and I'm like oh my god you never you never see that in shows or movies, like just like these little side conversations that girls have with each other. It just those little things that I'm like, ah, oh, this makes it so perfect. But um, it's just season one and I feel like it's tied up into a neat bow that I don't know if it'll be if there'll be a season two or if there should be. But if you have listeners, if you have any interests, I say it's really good. And Michael Sarah is always great, and I think he's like oh, yeah. perfectly cast in this. He does it so well. I'm kind of nervous today, y'all. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> you guys, what are we fighting about today? Somebody fucking Mel- say it, Mella. <laughs> yes, Joshua. We're fighting about the help. Yes, we are. Minnie. Hey, Abeling. Hey, Minnie. Mm-hmm. These women raise white children. We love them and they love us, but they can't even use the toilets in our houses. Minnie, are you in there? You are fired! You said to write about what disturbs me, particularly if it bothers no one else. I'd like to write something from the point of view of the help. I want to interview you. No maid is ever going to tell you the truth. That's a hell of a risk to take in Jackson, Mississippi. Courage! It isn't just about being brave. It's about overcoming fear and daring to do what is right for your fellow man. What changed your mind? God. And Miss Hilly Holbrook. The Help is a 2011 drama written and directed by Tate Taylor and based on Catherine Stockett's 2009 novel of the same name. The film features an ensemble cast including Viola Davis, Octavia Spencer, Emma Stone, Jessica Chastain, Bryce Dallas Howard, Allison Janney, and the late great Cicely Tyson. 
The film recounts the story of a young white woman and aspiring journalist, Eugenia Skeeter Phelan. The story focuses on her relationship with two black maids, Abilene and Minnie, during the civil rights movement in 1963, Jackson, Mississippi. In an attempt to become a legitimate journalist and writer, Skeeter decides to write a book from the point of view of the maids, exposing the racism they face as they work for white families. All right, y'all. The help. So I've seen this movie quite a lot. This is one of those movies that me and Rashawn quote a lot alongside Precious that we feel like maybe we shouldn't quote, but we do. <laughs> um, there's something about movies that are set in the civil rights movement that always just get me. Um, I was going to say, I don't know why, but I guess it's like kind of apparent, <laughs> but, um, not only is it because I'm black, but also there's something about like the 1960s that I'm just drawn to in film. So there's that, but aside from it, I love me an ensemble cast. Love it. And this is jam packed with some of my favorite actresses of all time. We'll get into it, what you have to say about the actual story, but I think the performances in this movie are just as you all as you all say firing on all cylinders that's the angle i'm gonna come at it today so let's just get it on and popping i don't know how anyone feels about this so i'm not even gonna look towards anyone so i'm gonna just choose lacy oh mella so yes. i read the help when it came out i saw the movie when it came out and had you asked me back then how I felt about it, I would have said, oh, this is such a great movie. It's one of the all-time classics. I, 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 I just think it's so important. So here we are, 11 years later. Mm -hmm. I have grown a lot. <laughs> I am continually learning I I feel very conflicted about it now. That I this is probably the first time I've watched it in twelve years, eleven years. What did I just say? It doesn't matter. Um, this is the first time I've watched it in a very very in a long while. time. And like you said, everyone in this cast is phenomenal. Like everyone is giving their a game in their mm -hmm. performances. So it's hard to say that this is not a good movie. But you cannot <laughs> watch this movie and not be uh, deterred by how problematic it is mm -hmm. um, and how problematic the storytelling is. I'm really conflicted because it's phenomenal actors doing their best with a script that I don't feel serves the story. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, let's go with Josh. Yeah. I think I'm kind of in the same boat as Lacey. Again, little ignorant me, 12, 11, 12 years ago, saw this and was like, oh shit, this is so good. Shit pie, hilarious. Loved it. But learning more about pieces of art and and literature and films like this and 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 white savior complexes and 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 stereotypes and and everything that this movie evokes mm -hmm. 
it's again sorry to parrot both of you but the performances in this movie are so good it's easy to get lost in that and and just recognize that and there are at least three oscar worthy performances in this movie so i focusing on just that it's it's enjoyable to watch but watching it with the lens and 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 again having learned more from having learned more now than i did than what i knew back then when i first watched it it made me a little uncomfy f- pretty frequently mm-hmm. um i'm sure we'll get into the uh, nitty-gritty soon but yeah i mean it's hard because it's hard to give this a definitive thumbs up or thumbs down because the performances are so good so i'm gonna i'm gonna do like 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 in the middle in the middle tilting up because octavia jessica viola among the rest are giving it their all okay Rashani. hey let's hear yeah so i uh i think we saw this together mm-hmm. in theaters um i read the book and um like you said we've watched it a lot since then it's funny um, <laughs> oh my god no 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 my uh i bought this book for my mother uh a while back because uh she adores the movie and this hits really Hell close yeah. to home with her she she grew up in the deep south and she watched her mother go out every morning and, and be a maid at someone's house and so my mother who was so far removed from film criticism and film twitter and the oscars she watches a movie as her and and she loves this mm-hmm. film i obviously have like nose in the air film snob whatever have critiques for every movie and then you bring me something like the help which is like catnip to my boyfriend and <laughs> <laughs> all of that kind of like fades away and i i really really adore this movie we'll talk we're gonna talk about it because yeah look the help is not going to cure racism and neither is wca no. but we can talk about the movie you know yeah. what i mean um there's two black people on this podcast there's two white people on this podcast let's talk about it it's open we're all very close friends, and you guys are learning. We're learning as well. But I love this movie. <laughs> okay. You, I mean, it's a good luck charm. There have been six oh Oscar winners since this movie came out, and they're all in this film. And it's nuts. It's just it's nuts. Yeah. So let's talk about it. But I'm I'm a erect thumbs up. Thumb. Do what, I, yes. I think the first step in solving racism, I think is getting Rashawn's mom onto film Twitter. Ooh. We, I want to <laughs> see Baby, Liz. House of Johnson would have some things to say. Yeah, so bringing this movie on, it honestly came to me in the night. <laughs> I'm not even trying to be dramatic. It really did. I was laying in the babe. Okay, I've talked about bringing on La La Land. We'll see. I wanted to do Easy A. We'll see. Okay, I'm catching a theme here. Lloyd Stone. And I'm like, dude, you got to bring on the fucking help. And the reason for that is just that it is such like a conversation piece because some people like me, like Rashawn, have like such 
adoration for it and maybe for like a different reason and then you have film buffs or film twitter who are just like this movie is trash and i'm like but what do you mean i've seen it like 20 times and I, every time i fucking cry in the same exact three spots mm-hmm. i walk away so warm and fuzzy and you would think now after having a podcast and like learning so much i would come away and be like ah oh, it does suck but i still love it but i i can't i can't take off the rose colored glasses I've- i i really can't it's just like so i i even texted Homer, who's been on a podcast before, and I'm like, I'm gonna get annihilated today. I just already feel it. My, I'm, I'm ready. And he's like, What do you mean? It's such a good film. And I'm like, Okay, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, you didn't bring him as a guest. No, I the, know. the thing is with the help. This is why, like, it was middle but leaning up. Is that removing any of the uh, the conversation around again around race and what it means in this movie. As, as as much as you can removing it from the discussion in terms of just a movie this is mm. a fucking good movie mm-hmm. like it's well shot the pacing is is astounding for as long as it is being right. a a drama a, a talking drama with no real there's like a little bit of quote-unquote action in the middle but for being just a a, a, a dramatic piece with just dialogue yeah the pacing is full disclosure I was dreading it. I was like, I didn't remember how long it was. It's fucking two and a half hours long. I don't want to do this. And then we were watching it and I paused to pee and it was like almost two hours done. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. So, and again, like we said, the performances are knockout. So like as a movie, this is very, very good. It's it's where the subject matter and, and that discussion comes in that I pump my brakes a little bit. Rishani. See, I think the pacing is dreadful. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> I do. I do. I think it's paced like a book. And I think that is to its detriment. And the book is told in three perspectives. It's um, Abilene, Skeeter, and Minnie. And mm-hmm. the movie kind of divvies up in favor of Skeeter, which... Mm-hmm infamously people have talked about the movie being from skeeter's perspective but i think a lot of times Lacey has said before like this movie feels like a book and it unfolds like a book and i agree with her sometimes and this one (laughs) i feel like rarely (laughs) (laughs) but this one i feel does it in a not in a good way i i don't sometimes i'm like okay why are we on a date it it just mm. doesn't. It, it I feel I feel like it does too much and not enough at the same time. Well, to that point, I would cut out the entire. Sorry, Christopher Lowell. I would cut out that entire character. Oh, I mean, completely. Yeah. I, I, I don't give a shit. I don't give two shits about her dating life. It's just I think they put it in there because you've. It's like a thing of the '60s where it's like women are supposed to not work. We're supposed to you know cater to the men, and you're not supposed to like have all these accolades or whatever and then she gets a man and he's still shit anyways but you're just kind of like there's bigger fish to fry like why are we putting him in here and you also have alice and janney as the mom so you want to beef up that side character as much as you can because she's just phenomenal right no one plays a protective mother better than alice and janney baby stan account right here baby (laughs) but like his character 
goes through like three characterizations. There's n- none of them ever stick. First, he's like the aloof asshole. Then he's actually super supportive and he reads a book. And then he's just the blatant racist that wants the status quo. And it's like none of them are earned. We don't see the progression in any of them. It's just kind of he just changes characteristics three times and then he's gone. Like, yeah, because it, it's the Cliff Notes version of their relationship in the book, which they right. fight a lot before mm. they break up. Mm-hmm. Correct me that if I'm wrong, Leafy, but they just do like the last fight that they ever have, and then he's gone, and you're like, oh, I didn't, I didn't even see them happy. But yeah, yeah, it's I guess yeah, that go. makes more sense. Yeah, for the book, cut it, cutter. So with the pacing, Rashani, would you have preferred that? Which I guess this goes into the plot of it all. Um, you said that the book is split up between point of views, so it's. Minnie, Skeeter, and Abilene. Do you feel like that would have been better? We're very clearly in Abilene's hands. She narrates the film. She begins it and ends it. And I feel like there's a lot of, not fat, but there's a lot of excess that we could have just put in Abilene's hands. So much more. And anytime Viola's on screen, the movie is like transcendent. Mm-hmm. but then we have to leave her and i think that's to a disservice who beat her this year for the oscar meryl street for for the iron, iron lady. lady this is one yeah, of the first I... bets that sam and i ever made i was gonna say i remember <laughs> this yeah wow it was dude. meryl versus viola and meryl i mean got her got her third finally which you know that's meryl street that's meryl street i, I i'm I did not watch. I probably will not watch The Iron Lady unless one of y'all try to bring it to the pod. But <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, it will like... not be me bringing it. No, <laughs> The Iron Lady. Yeah, I have not seen it, and I do not plan to see it. No, uh, unless Sam takes over the pod, which he can but... <laughs> <laughs> come take it over, Sam. So okay, because. The wild reviews, the the thing on Twitter, on on film articles, is that this is, we'll just get into it, that yeah. this is a white savior, right? Mm-hmm. Do you guys feel like, because this is from the point of, told from the point of view of Emma Stone's character, Skater, is that what makes it the white savior thing? Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, that's the biggest, I think. And she quite literally, it's like quite literally saves them, sort of, so to speak. I think that's the biggest factor is it's like Rashawn said, even though we're technically, this is technically Abilene's story, it never feels like that. Like it starts with Viola and ends with Viola, but it never. The story know, never... as a whole is centered around Skeeter and her mm-hmm. experience and how she feels about you know, the women that she's interviewing and her progression professionally and her relationships and how her relationships are affected by what she's doing. It's it's centered around the white experience, which makes it accessible for the white viewer, but it also is harmful because it is Abilene's story. It is Minnie's story. And we spend way more time with Skeeter than we do either of them. I was going to say, I read something that said that because it was Catherine who wrote the book and her and Tate Taylor had a very similar upbringing where they had 
black maids growing up and they had, you know, as Skeeter does, she gets raised by Constantine. And then she felt like she had to write this book in honor of her maid. And I guess that would be them trying not to make it like a white savior type of thing. But I think in the movie, like you guys said, because it is from the point of view of her, if they would have changed it to that three person point of view, it possibly could have changed it. I'm not sure. I don't know. What do you guys think about that? I mean, yeah, I think that probably would have helped uh, having, but I don't, you know, I don't, I can't say for sure because ultimately it's still Skeeter doing the saving quote unquote, but I I think it would have helped. I don't know. Yeah. This movie just makes white people feel better about (laughs) racism that happened in the past. Right. And because not all white people. See, Skeeter is good. Not all white people. <laughs> and she's she's doing, yeah, she's doing the right thing. And she's, she doesn't feel great about this. And it, it takes a, the avenue of the people, not the system, which is in, in real life, you know, it's systemic. In this movie, it boils it down to Hilly Holbrook and people like her. I... I I get the criticism. I just, this movie feels so far removed from reality to me that I can kind of not overlook it, but set it aside. But did you cry? I cried my eyes out. Are you kidding? (laughs) Three times. Fucking sobbed. What what were the three times? Because I got choked up once. When did Um, you get choked up? Let me guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. Oh, yeah. I don't know because I don't know Josh's emotions like that. Okay, okay. You cried or teared up when Viola told the story about how her son died. Oh my god. Yes. That one got a lump in my throat. That I wouldn't say that was the most, but that's probably second place. That okay, one was more said, like a a gas because I was like, fuck. Like that one's more dismayed. when she had to say goodbye to Momay Blue. That's oh, that that's another runner up. You guys are gonna be mad. This Wait, is not like I want to guess one. <laughs> yeah. When Alice and Jenny had to turn Constantine at the door, she had to say, "Leave my mm-hmm. house." No, I was angry during that. Okay. You guys are gonna be mad. This is not like a big tearjerker moment in the movie, but it's Lacey? the perform the performance is what got me. Okay. Okay. Is okay. It, oh, it's Jessica at the door with with the pie, and they were yes, dude. Yes. I was like, yeah. it's when when her walk her walk back to the car. When she's her like little, adjusting, like her little lip quiver as she's adjusting, I was like, "Fuck, man!" Look, thankfully, this year has righted that wrong, but she's the best performance in this movie. <laughs> yeah, dude. the best by it's, far. She's unbelievable, insanely good. It's it's, it's it's not it's not fair. <laughs> I was just I think this was the first thing I ever saw her in, and I was like, "Who the fuck is that?" Same. She dude, I her, love her. Two thousand eleven. So was crazy. She what is like what the, is this? She had the debt. She had the help. She had uh, Tree of Life. She had to take shelter, oh, and this Jessica. was like her. It all they all came out at once, and this is when I just fell in love with her. Bricked up like, the whole year. Who is that? <laughs> who is that? Dude, and she's so good. I really need a mate. I really need a mate. You know what it is. If we can keep talking about race a little bit. 
this is an interesting thing <laughs> it's an inter- it's an interesting case study in that like I, I i'm only gonna speak for myself i'm i i don't know if Lacey feels the same but after after reading the discord after first loving this movie when i first saw it mm-hmm. and then becoming a sort of film buff and being on the annoying side of twitter reading about it and being like oh this is actually not good you know white savior da, 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 da. it's an interesting case study in in it's like a, a, a microcosm of white guilt like watching this again and going out of my way to try and find the problematic parts of it subconsciously and then being mad at myself and guilty like oh, how, how could you like this before it, it's a very interesting and I think that's less about the movie and more about the discussion around the movie. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I, 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 when we were talking about white saviorism in the movie, I, I was also going to touch on the, I mean, the fact that she wrote, uh, what's her name, Catherine, Catherine Stockett, wrote um, this in honor of her maid. It, it, I mean, it's right there is the white guilt that you know, white people are confronting and or ignoring completely. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and I think we see that a lot in this movie. I think Skeeter has a lot of it. And I think myself watching it with the growth that I've had in the last 11 years and who I want to be as a white person who does not want to contribute to a systemic systemically racist country i'm mad at her throughout because i'm like no this is the time when you do stand up this is the time when you do take care of your friends in the room um so i i do i think a lot of watching it analytically now is also in our processing of our own white guilt I remember one of the first Oscar parties that we had and you guys came to was 2018. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I will never forget this moment. I don't, we've never talked about it, but I went, help over to bring like, it out. <laughs> I went over to like fix my plate and you guys were sitting together and you were like, Rashawn, come here. I was like, what's up? And you were like, why don't you like Green Book? And that was also the year that I won <laughs> I won the Oscar poll because I guess Green Book would win. Um, and nobody else did, I don't think. But just like I had that moment of of you guys asking me and I never, I, I just had never talked to another white person about it and had someone ask what what it was that made me uncomfortable about that movie and people celebrating it. I don't think Green Book is a, is a bad movie. I just thought that the the offerings that year for movies about race yeah better represented where we were and where we were headed towards and where we're still working towards. But that moment just sticks out of my head because I, I know that you guys really liked that I'm not putting you on blast by saying that, right? No. <laughs> I you I, liked again, you no. liked Green Book. Yeah. yeah. And and I was just I had such a reaction to it winning. And we just had a discussion right then and there. And that, I don't know, that just always sticks with me. Yeah, well, it's the exact, literally the exact same thing happened with Green Book that happened with The Help. Is that I saw Green Book from just like a neutral white person that I've I've never had to, these issues have never been presented 
to me. Like I've always had to go out of my way to seek to learn about race issues because I, I was a, a middle class white kid that grew up in Minnesota. Like it's never been an issue. So same thing that happened with the help. The, the exact situation was the movie had was such a, a well crafted movie with really good performances. Again, Green Book has really good performances in it. I just like watched a movie and I was like, oh shit, they were really good. That was good. I like that. And it wasn't until whether I asked or I was told in the case of the help via Twitter, what it meant to other marginalized viewers of the movie and what it meant to other, other cultures and other people that I kind of had the glass shattering moment of, Oh shit. Yeah. Oh shit. Whoops. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Yeah. So pretty much the exact same thing happened with both movies. I feel like I, green I books. I do think the help is a better movie than, yeah i do too oh yeah one thousand percent which i think i think green books fall from grace was near immediate as opposed to people picking apart the help like little by little as the years go on yeah spike lee left the theater immediately (laughs) (laughs) i gotta want to talk about the performances because like we said it's an ensemble cast everyone is just fuck everyone's just so good man as we know, Octavia Spencer, our dear Ma, she has an Oscar for this. <laughs> Same director for Ma. Dude. <laughs> it's, she's so, I think, I mean, I put her up there with Jessica Chastain. I think she, it's a, man, she makes this movie for me. There, she's, I feel like her character is like so fucking lived in. And even in the parts where I think there's only like two times they mention like, Oh, she's mad. She, she, oh, and this is her on a good day. And like little shit like that, where I'm just like, this character just feels like everybody on that block knows who she is. Everyone know is used to her ten- temper tantrums and her getting after her kids at church. And I think Octavia Spencer just fucking nails it. And when I was going through IMDb, just like getting ready for the episode, I'm like, Octavia's been around for a minute. Like she's mm-hmm. in like stuff that we're like, oh, that's her. Oh, that's her. But it wasn't till I want to say this movie that like she really popped off. She, yeah, yeah I think this, she became a household name with this one. Yeah. Yeah. This is like the perfect example of an Oscar win changing someone's career. Mm-hmm. Completely. Yeah. One of my favorite moments in the movie is when she's confronting Skeeter and Abilene the first time. And she's going off on them. Uh, this is ridiculous. You're both insane. I'm not going to have any part of it. And it actually cuts away to her walking outside of the house and stopping <laughs> and turning around and storming back inside. Okay, sign me up. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. That moment outside of like watching her process is exactly what you said, Bella. It's like it's such a lived in character. Like yeah. she knows Minnie inside and out. She she was able to add a levity to the movie that uh, on paper shouldn't be possible given the subject matter and given Minnie and, and her character and who she is, but she's so goddamn funny in some of the, in some of these parts. Like when uh, Celia's husband pulls up behind her when she's oh got God. the grocery suit, <laughs> that shit kills me. It's so funny. And it's, I think that's, it's it's good writing to include the jokes, but I think Octavia again because it's so natural. Minnie is such a lived-in, realized character that she's able to just land those jokes effortlessly. I think one of, I mean, not I think I know 
one of me and Rashawn's favorite fucking parts. Oh my god, dude, it takes me out. When she's asking Celia, like, okay, well, what can you cook? <laughs> and she's like, I can cook corn, corn pone. I can cook this. I can cook grits. And the laugh <laughs> that so she good. gives. Oh, my God. It's like, Every time. bitch. Every time. No. You cannot you cook, cook no grits? fucking grits. Yeah. <laughs> no, you cannot. It is... That is something that, like, as, like, watching as an actor, you can't make that shit up. You can't, like, act that. That just, like, comes from your soul. And that right there, um, I think I recorded it last night and I sent it to Rashawn and I'm like, dude, it takes me out. He's like, that's the Oscar. Like, just in that little lap, <laughs> that's, that's, that's the fucking clip. Oscar. That's her ceremony clip. <laughs> yeah. Just, like, three yeah. seconds. <laughs> that one and then... When they first arrive to Bridge and Minnie Ugh. comes in and Viola comes in and they're talking shit about both of the, Haley. The hushed whisper. The... <laughs> and she's like, uh-uh, not those eggs. The other egg. Like, that. that's the shit that I'm talking about where I'm just like, yes, it's these little moments that you're like, fuck yeah, everyone deserves a fucking Oscar for these little moments. It's so yeah. good. They do such heavy lifting of not that the screenplay is bad at all, but they they fill in so much of the space. Abelene and Minnie have known each other forever. Mm-hmm. And it's just, they're so in the space and in the characters. And it, it just feels alive anytime Viola and Octavia share the screen. Yeah, I think I think that's what it is. I think with the, the sort of the big three of this movie with Octavia, Viola and, and Jessica that that there might be something written on the page that, you know, take again the, the walk away scene with Jessica Chastain with Celia walks away from the door with tears in her eyes, you know, something similar and it's sad, but the way that they're able to fill it out is fantastic. I think even in the moments where, cause sometimes like in movies, you'll have a character who's just supposed to be the, the comedic relief. And I guess you could say in this, it would be mini for most of it. Yeah it would be many for most of it but even in the moments like when there's a shooting on the bus and abeline comes running home and she doesn't run to her home she runs to minnie's house and they're just talking about like what are we doing why are we writing this book and it's just like a small little tender moment that oh breaks me and normally i mean in some movies the comic release they wouldn't give them that but I think Octavia Spencer and Viola Davis do it so fucking well that even just like a few words and like the side hug. Oh my God. Tears me up every single time. Which one? <laughs> they're, they're just, they're just, they just hug. They're just like, oh, we got well, uh, you. That scene. Yeah. Yeah. They just hug yeah. and there, there's you're not a, much you're said. A fool, it's, Abeline. A fool. A fool. Yeah. Uh, like there's not much said. They both know what's going on. And again, it's that shared friendship that they've had for years all in that little side hug Sagi, just phenomenal so melabella yes you said easy a you said la la land <laughs> and then you said you ended up on bringing this <laughs> for for your girl yeah yeah we got mama <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say I brought it. Serve her. 
I didn't say I didn't mean I brought it because she I watch it for Emma Stone. She just happened to be the through line of those three movies. Right, but she's okay. the starring vehicle of the other two. Yeah. <laughs> Easy A's phenomenal. Zombieland is like top twenty movie of all time for me. She's great when she's great. She she feels like she's straight out of two thousand and five in this movie. Mm. Yeah. And I and I thought I was like, oh, she's just too modern. The same way I said it about Will for Wild Wild West. But then she's incredible in the favorite. So I think maybe this, I don't know. Maybe this is just not the fit. Yeah. I know I'm supposed to defend this, but <laughs> I can't disagree. Because I think when Lacey would say, like, you watch it and then, or I guess everyone kind of said this, but you watch it and then years later you watch it again from different eyes. And I think it wasn't honestly until this watch, it's like one line when her mom is asking her if she's a lesbian and the way that she's asking her, if she's not quite getting it. And then she's like, are you feeling unnatural? And she's like, oh my God. And I'm like, oh, that's Emma Stone. And like completely, you're just like, oh, that's Emma Stone. That's the same way she says, oh my God, in EZA, Carmelo in 2011, who's like, oh my God, Emma Stone is the average it girl is like oh my god she's in this period piece doing everything and i'm that's amazing but now that she's done a, has a few movies under her belt and we've learned a few things i'm like okay maybe she wasn't the best choice <laughs> 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 or even if she just possibly had better direction it could be that too i also think she was very early on in her career but when you're sitting across from Viola Davis, you're sitting across from Octavia Spencer, you are sharing the screen with Jessica Chastain, you have powerhouses as your scene partners. And it's I don't think she did she does a bad job in this movie. I think she's very 2011 in it. I don't think she hits the period piece of it at, at all, but she is not on the same she's not even in the same arena as the other women in this movie yeah it also feels like skeeter she just doesn't have as much to chew on as the other women Mm -hmm. skeeter is very much the the audience surrogate and then everyone else is just has flashier roles even ingenue ellis has a flashier role in three scenes and skeeter's just kind of the straight man you know what doesn't help either what doesn't help Emma Stone's case and doesn't help this character being named Skeeter. <laughs> I mean, agree, Skeeter. but I thought it you bothered. Thought yeah, you what's wrong with Skeeter? Else. Um, uh, Doug Funny called. He wants his best friend back. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> who's black? Skeeter's black. Skeeter. No, but um, yeah, Lacey. Lacey thought I was going to say something else because Lacey, um, Mella. Yes. I <laughs> I have a dig with a wig. Play that shit, Rashani. I was waiting. I needed it. I have a dig with a wig. Why do we need wigs in the first place? I have a dig. I have a dig. I have a dig with a wig. Turn the wigs around. Oh, and you know that's supposed to be a wig that he's wearing. I have a dig with a wig. I have a crunchy wig. Throw it away. That's a good word, that wig. Baby. But it's a wig. This wig, mama. 
Carmella. Yes. What was on her head? Baby, I don't know because I'm not about to defend that either. <laughs> okay, first of all, Josh and I had very different opinions. I was, from the jump, I was like, this wig is awful. Not only is it Party City curls on her head, she they then proceed to put these big bulky headbands on that don't actually sit on her head at all because it's sitting six inches above on the wig josh didn't mind that he was like it kind of hit it a little bit for me that made it stick out like a sore thumb to me yeah the the headband distracted from the wig for me so i didn't hate it but then when her mom is relaxing her hair it's just emma stone's hair that they're (laughs) using for that scene and then they go back to a smooth i just it was a mess it was a mess it's so is that is that not a wig the straight hair is not a wig yeah no 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 when they're when actually they're like, like, like in the process of oh, putting oh, it in oh, curls okay okay yeah it's so strange because there's so many different things one <laughs> it's the 1960s so like people wore wigs like this wasn't like a strange thing like and we see that from Skeeter's mm-hmm. mom like where she's like is this too young okay I'm gonna put on my normal one we see her in all of her scenes she has a different wig on so it's not a weird thing that people are like wearing wigs so and they all look good but then we get to one of the leads if not the lead and she has a fucking shit wig mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I guess which they're trying to make her homely um i don't know like i don't understand the point of this because it does not look like that is her hair whatsoever to me it seems like an incredibly ham-fisted attempt at like you know look at anna camp and anna o'reilly and bryce dallas howard's characters and they have perfectly straight with a little bob at the end you know and they all their straight tight dresses and they're kind of bobbing around and then look at Emma Stone. She's got curly She's hair. It's just, yeah. It's just, and that's that's something to be said too. Like on another note, is like back in the day, and like we're still barely getting over it now. Where it's like curly hair represents frumpy and disheveled and doesn't have their shit together, and straight coiffed hair represents like you know I don't really have to work. I get my hair done, or I have I do have my shit together, and. That's also the kind of thing that's shitty, but it works for the movie. But at the end of the day, the wig looks like it was $10, maybe even $7. <laughs> it's so bad. It feels like... Who who gave it the final green light? I don't fucking get that. <laughs> I mean, Skeeter is supposed to be... Sorry. The back. Um, she's, she's like massive. She's tall and big boned. And so she kind of sticks out from hilly and all the other girls but emma stone is tiny see that's <laughs> so. okay hollywood cast those people then there's a tall line somewhere once i don't remember and then that really sad scene where constantine is at her doorway measuring um her daughter and skeeter's heights and she mm-hmm. goes all the way up for skeeter and i'm like at the top of the door i'm like yeah, oh, so, so, yeah. <laughs> she ain't up there we've talked about this before in like other movies where they try to make a naturally pretty girl frumpy 
and they go way too overboard where it's just like we would get it if she's wearing a brown dress and the other girls are wearing florals we fucking get it like it we don't have to work hard especially when a part of the plot is that her mom thinks she's ugly and then we mm-hmm. see it reflected from yeah elizabeth where she's she sees her daughter as frumpy so it's like we we get it we don't need this this ugly ass wig like i don't <laughs> i don't get it literally just have her wear the glasses because apparently that's what hollywood deems yeah. as frumpy so like right glasses and a, and a, a low bun we, we'll fucking get it oh not jamie briggs oh not glasses <laughs> oh, no <laughs> we escaped. glasses and a ponytail <laughs> not the overalls Go listen to our Not Another Teen Movie episode while, I, while you're here. So you all agree. It's a masterpiece. It's so fucking I didn't disagree it's, with you. It's movies and characters like that, too, where the character goes, but I'm too ugly. And like, because Emma Stone has a line where she's like, I'm just too ugly. And it's like, mm-hmm. you're no, fine. you're not. You're, fine. you're Emma Stone. <laughs> we know you're Emma Stone behind that wig. We can see you. This has been Carmela's Dig at a Wig. You know who else cracks me the fuck up in this movie? Who? Sissy Spacek. Dude, so good. <laughs> Her little moment at the end, too. Amazing. Yeah, the pie. One. You had two <laughs> slices. <laughs> we haven't even talked about Bryce. Yeah. Too, too, too good. What's little, going on, Bryce? A little scary. <laughs> I think she's fucking great. Ben. I mean, it, yes. I do. Yeah, I do. I think she's great. I mean, she her character, obviously, she sucks. She's a villain. You love to hate her, pretty much. But I think yeah, no, I don't care about the character. I, I just she's a cartoon when the movie needs her to be. Mm-hmm. And I think because Bryce Dallas Howard is so fucking good, she's able to kind of navigate that. Yeah, but maybe that's the overall feel of the movie. It, it kind of whiplashes between these really heavy moments where Viola's talking about tree lore and and what happened on the truck, and then hilly is eating shit so it's just it's a right. little tonal whiplash but i think if you didn't have this cast maybe it would fall in in worse hands a little bit so so hilly feels a little cartoonishly she's evil. cartoon villain yeah she doesn't yeah. have yeah. any bryce Dallas howard looks she looks straight out of the 60s like mm-hmm. some and like and it might be too emma stone can't for lack of a better phrase, she doesn't have a very like '60s face. Not the features are very modern. Yeah, Bryce Dallas Howard, lo- like with that costume that she's rocking, she looks like she's from the '60s. Her and Jessica, just like yeah. straight up out of 1963, born and bred. Yeah, I read on IMDb that Jessica Chastain is a vegan, so to gain some weight for the role, she melted down soy ice cream and drank it like a smoothie but then i also read it and i was like she gained weight for this role where what (laughs) what the fuck she looks perfect in this movie yeah what i guess maybe because she's like voluptuous and i'm doing air quotes for the listeners yeah yeah but she's not a size zero in the movie because especially in the scene where she's wearing that like Marilyn Monroe sparkly dress to the gala or to the mm-hmm. what's it the called? The charity event. Yeah, the charity event. And her titties are out and everything. Where it's I'm like, 
if I saw her, I'd be like, damn, bitch, I wish I was wearing that and everyone's right? all buttoned up. But I guess in that scene, you're like, oh, she's got curves. <laughs> can I yeah, tell you, though? Josh, can I tell them what happened? Yeah. Actually, yeah. <laughs> so we're watching it and you know she goes, is that she's in the bathroom and she bends over. Or no, she's, she's at like, the table and she bends over. She's she's at the bathroom because it's all the women behind her. She's bending over into the mirror. Right. So she's bending over and, you know, fixing her lipstick or whatever. And the girls look and, like, you know, give the ugh look as they're looking at her. And Josh goes, did she have a tear in her dress or something? I don't understand. And I was like, <laughs> no, she's just got that ass. <laughs> she has got the big booty. Well, because well, I thought that had already been established because, like, they did the, pe- like, she walked in, they did the pan shot, they did the viola and Octavia, like, uh, people better watch her, hang on to their husbands tonight or whatever. Like, we saw her figure eight in this dress already, and then it cuts to the bathroom. I was like, okay, some, did something new happen, or are we just reiterating how good she looks in the dress? And yeah. then I didn't get it. They just can't believe how hot she is, I guess. I have a question. Okay. When Yulamay got fired, do we think Hilly planted the ring? Or was she... Because she says when uh, Yulamay walked into the pawn shop, it took them 10 minutes to find it. Do you think Hilly planted it? Um, I don't. No? No. I did it first, and then until until she explains it in in the in the diner. With the pawn shop. I thought she did it first, and that's how she got arrested so quickly. But then she explains it in the diner. I'm like, oh, maybe not. Because if, if she know. had done that, I think she would have tried to do the same thing at the end about right. the silverware, but she's just lying. But yeah. she, see, that's kind of why I think she did plant it, though. She says to, she says to Abilene or Minnie, I don't remember who, but I can't get you arrested for this, but I can get you arrested for something else. For stealing. For stealing. Yeah. Because she also spreads lies about Minnie, but she doesn't plant anything on her. I think she actually lost the ring. And then for the other, for Minnie and Abilene, she just tells everyone that they were stealing. So she had to fire Mm -hmm. them. So Rashawn is defending Haley, everybody. Ooh. (laughs) You heard it here first. WCA. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, I guess because she does also... know everyone in town so she would know yeah. the pawn shops and all of that shit so yeah all right that's just something i was curious Mm-mm. can we talk about jessica chastain no please Grandma. like rashawn said i think she is the best part of this movie there's something so earnest and genuine about her character and her portrayal of celia but I, before the scene in the bathroom even happens, as Minnie is walking into the house, I was already crying, remembering how it goes. And she just plays from that scene on to when she's planting the roses in her garden. She plays it with such depth and humility and humanity that I, I you can't look away. You can't look away. Your your heart just breaks for her. There's a grace to it almost. Yeah. It's it's some of the best acting I've ever seen. It's crazy. Yeah. Even like the small um, moment where Minnie's about to eat the fried chicken and she comes and sits down. And Minnie's like, no, don't. You can't. And she's like, I'm fine. And it's just like, like, she's just so lonely and sad and 
just wants a friend and it, she doesn't even care that it's her her maid and it, it's oh, she's so good this um went surprisingly well is there any last grievances before we play the game grievances no thanks no i think this is one of the few times because we say this a lot where the cast is the movie mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um yeah that's all I'll say. yeah like i like i said at the top i don't really have anything bad to say about the movie as a movie it's it's the sort of the dialogue and the and the deep think that goes around that goes on around the movie. Mm-hmm. So as a movie, I think well, I don't have anything extra to add. I think no, no. Lacey, Never. I I no, I have no other grievances. I I like I said at the beginning. I think the cast is phenomenal, and I think as long as you're not looking at this movie as a true depiction of history um <laughs> as a history lesson i i think it's a very um it's it's an enjoyable watch that's what it was is when you you mentioned at the near the top Rashawn, about just the systemic problems and how this never really touches on the systemic issues that are the are the root of the conflict of this movie and what bums me out is not bums me out but like a missed opportunity is they they start to for like half a second she goes to the library, she gets like the law book of, you know, the the laws of of Mississippi of of uh, segregation and integration. Like she studies them and then Haley calls her out on it and then it's just kind of forgotten about. And I know it's just so she can affirm for herself and affirm for the audience how dangerous this is what they're doing. They 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 walk in that direction, they take two steps and then they turn around. And I thought that was maybe and then I know that would bloat the movie a lot and You'd have a lot more to juggle, but it's a missed opportunity, I think. Yeah, I, I prefer that they didn't. I, like I said before, this this movie is a fantasy, mm-hmm. um, and it's it should just be about these women and give the showcase to amazing actresses, which I think it does. If you want maybe something a little more grounded, watch Selma, or maybe just go to a library. you know this is this is very much uh a heightened fantasy film that you can kind of it just goes down easy it's a little Mm -hmm. comfort watch that but not going to solve any issues anytime soon (laughs) okay y'all who wants to play a game let's do it me I want to play a game. Alright, everyone, gird your loins. Riddle me this. It don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. I'm going to play with you. Come on, boy. Boy, play with me. Riddle me that. So, I thought I was going to get annihilated in this episode. So, Can I'm just going to. I'm just. I had to have one. It's not going to be a crazy hard game. I just. Wow. We're going to be eating. We're going to be eating shit pies for Yo. this game. <gasps> Carmella. Cut back to the wild, wild west. I knew going into it. I knew I was going to have it 0 for 4 going in that episode. And I still made a nice, fun game. This is a understand? fun, nice game. I'm Games just saying I will be ways. serving up shit. Okay. What can, what I'm have sorry, you had Lacey. To eat? What do, what's in this shit? Well, 
You guys have to tell me. Uh, corn. <laughs> when did I eat corn? So. Okay. Digging through her shit, dude. Okay. Dig into my shit. Are you guys ready is to that, eat some shit? Is that what no. you want me to put on the, on the spread? <laughs> Dig into my shit. Um, we didn't really talk about that scene much either. I mean, what's her Thank you. About? Right. I mean, it's a great scene. This is why it's <laughs> a was trying game. to. I was trying to be gracious to Lazy, <laughs> but it's funny as fuck. <laughs> uh, it's a I funny will say, scene. as someone who does not find poop jokes or fart jokes funny, there was nothing more satisfying than watching Miss Hilly Holbrook eat two slices of shit. Not one, but two slices. Cut her a piece. Go get a plate. <laughs> Sean, you do that a little too well. I don't know. <laughs> I do that to Mel if we're like about to e- eat like, everything. <laughs> Mama can have a piece. <laughs> go get her plate. <laughs> okay, here we go. So each pie is the shit of an actor that is in this movie. The ingredients are all ingredients of this actor's filmography. I'm going to list the ingredients for each for a point you can tell me the name of the movie, the character in the movie, and then obviously who the pie belongs to. Does that make sense? Yeah. You'll get it. Okay? Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, I'll start with an easy one. Are you guys have your forks ready? Yeah. Is there whipped cream? Sure. Okay. Here we Michonne. go. Order up. First pie. Your ingredients are a yellow dress, a black and white wig, and a felt cutout of the letter A. I saw Josh's hand first. That's Miss Emma Stone. Yes. In La La Land. Yes. Cruella. Yes. Easy A. Yes. The movies. And then the character then? Yep. So, um, Cruella DeVille. Oh my god. We need rules about raising hands because Josh raised his hand way too early. I raised it the moment she finished the third one. Nope. You raised it at the second one. Whatever. Um, I can't remember the other one. Um, Mia... And olive. Yep. Okay. Yummy, yummy in my tummy. Pie two, order up. In this pie, you have a feathered hand fan, a brown leather journal, and headshots of the most wanted. Who does this pie belong to? What? Most wanted? Let's play on work. <laughs> dude if that one doesn't work i'll give it to y'all because i was really going like right with that one but um i needed to like ask rashawn if that made sense but i couldn't because he's in the game so we'll see feathered hand fan a brown leather journal and headshots of the most wanted remember that what's, all of what's these this, what's this fan look like it's a fan <laughs> It's a fan that has feathers instead of, like, the blade. Oh. Yes, Rashawn? 
Is Viola Davis? Yes. Oh. It is um, Ma Rainey. Mm-hmm. Um, Abilene Clark? No. The journal? Or Out of Sight? No. I'm out. Any other guesses? Lace? Widows? Yes. Oh, shit. Um. Oh, oh, on it. Suicide Squad. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. I don't know her character name. Those three, right? You're just missing. Oh, the name. I'm assuming we're giving Rashawn the character name for that as well. For what? Oh, yeah, Maureen. Yeah, I gave that to him. Oh, oh, oh. Josh? Amanda Waller. There we go. Okay, I wasn't crazy with that one. Y'all got it. All right. Uh, Did anybody get Widow's name? No. That one is, her name is Veronica. Yes. Josh is in the lead by one. I got like eight. What? I got like eight the first round. Eight? There's no points. No. I got Emma, and I got the three movies. Oh, then I only got one name. You're right. Yeah. So you're in the okay. lead by one. Okay. Okay. This is your third pie. Order up. And the ingredients are a pack of smokes, bird feed, and a pocket Bible. Rashawn. Jessica Chastain. Nope. Ah! Lace. Octavia Spencer? Nope. Oh. Oh, oh. Rashani? Allison Janney? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Fuck! I, Tanya? Yes. Um, I do not remember her name. Lorraine from Drop Dead Gorgeous? It's Loretta, but I'll give it to you. Sorry, <laughs> Loretta. And what was the last clue? Pocket Bible. Three... Two, one. Josh? It's gotta be Juno, right? No. What? Oh, it's... Fuck. I know what it is. Lacey, you nope. have a chance to guess. Listen, yes? I don't want to eat shit pie, so I don't know. Josh? Is it hairspray? <laughs> it is hairspray. Oh. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. oh. Wait, no, no, no. Her name is... Her name is... Her name is... Her name is... Her... It's... Uh, it's her mom. It's the mom. It starts with a P. It starts with a P. <laughs> it starts with a, a P. P. It's a double P? Penelope, P- P- I don't know. <laughs> so close. Rashani? Fruity Pingleton. Yes. Fuck. And the only thing you didn't guess was it, her character name in I, Tanya, is Lavana. Uh, <laughs> I would have never gotten that. Never would have gotten that, ever. Go get my smokes. Um, okay. Alrighty. Your next pie. Order up. In this pie, we have white and pink scrubs, a time punch card, and a NASA lanyard. Rashawn? God damn it. Octavia? Yes. We got Ma. Yep. We got Shape of Water. Yep. And we got um, hidden figures. Yes. I know none of the names. Okay. Does anyone else want to guess? Yeah. Josh. Ah. Lacey. Lacey. Lacey? Lacey? Up first. Sorry. 
the, the problem is, Lacey, you're resting right here. So when you raise your hand, it's like an inch. Uh, <laughs> I'm excited. And Ma, her name is Sue Ann. Yes. Ma. I would have said Ma, honestly. So I'm, <laughs> I'm good on you, girl. <laughs> and Shape of Water, her name. I know her name. Don't give it to anybody else, please. It won't. No one else is going to get it. You're safe. <laughs> take all you, take all the time you need. Do you want a hint? No. Hey. She's she's yeah, doing really bad. She's doing really I'm bad. really bad, Rashawn. She gave you Loretta to Lorraine or whatever the hell. That's not a hint. That's a, just a give after she a wrong has, answer. She has three points. <laughs> she can hear you. Okay. I don't want to hit anymore. I just want the game to be over. <laughs> I got Sue Ann. <laughs> Sue Ann's pretty did. fucking good because Ma was all I had. You want? Are you gonna guess, Lise? <laughs> Her name is Zelda. I would have in never guessed that water? either. Yeah. It's in shape wow. Water. I know. All right. I think. What is it in Hidden Figures? In Hidden Figures, her name is Dorothy. Uh, I was going to say Catherine, but that was Taraji. And your last pie, order up. We have a Diet Coke with a straw, a deck of cards, and a red balloon. Josh? That's Miss Chastain, baby. Yes. We got Molly's game. Mm -hmm. We got it mm -hmm. we got molly we do that's the name of molly's game um what was the first item what was the first ingredient a diet coke with a straw Rashawn, i see your hand is that is that zero dark 30 no Rashani. Hmm. that's all i got um we got tammy faye from the eyes of tammy faye yes um, beverly yes and that's it. Rashawn one. Let's see. I think so too. One, two. One, two. Yes. In the lead with 13 points. Josh 10. And Lacey. Uh, I love you. Love you, girl. <laughs> she hasn't flinched. She has not stopped. Is <laughs> our camera frozen? Maybe <laughs> come back. She, no. She muted us. It's fine. Rashawn, cut her piece. No. Share your pie. She can have some. <laughs> that's my next Halloween costume <laughs> Hilly Holbrook Hilly Holbrook alright I'm sorry Lacey I'm gonna no, wrap you're this not. bitch up yes I am I you're really just saying how bad I am I, end I the episode you a hint. Did you, after saying you how bad points. I am I gave her three I, she had three points you guys I didn't want to say that but okay, cool. three points. M me me <laughs> no never mind what? Do you promise either not to get mad or and or uh, to cut this out? No. <laughs> yes, I will me, cut it out. Me when I'm married to Miss Shields, but I've got a a, a pegging fetish. Fill me whole, Brooke. <sighs> like Billy Holbrook. Yeah, no, we got it. I'm not. How, that how out. the fuck did you get there in your mind? <laughs> 
I hope you're ready to sleep on the couch tonight because I am not sharing a bed with you. Mental illness, love. Oh my god. Um, Let me wrap this up. Say that you were you were like Scottish or British or something. It's mental illness, love. (laughs) Fill me whole brook. I'm done. (laughs) Fill me. It's staying in. We haven't we haven't decided on any merch yet, have we? Absolutely not, Josh. <laughs> Carmela and this. Okay, wrapping things up. We have come to the conclusion that one, I didn't get annihilated, which I'm so happy about, but two, that maybe the first watch around we thought we were watching something a little bit <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> better than we thought it was and then through the years we learned a little we've changed and things are not always what they seem there's a stellar cast an ensemble cast that does amazing work everyone's got their oscars so completely deserving of it um and i well not andrew so close she's coming around she's nominated now and i will still continue to wear my rose-colored glasses at every watch from here on out no matter what we end each episode with a quick round of six degrees of separation so who can find the fastest connection between jessica chastain and the star of the film of our next episode zendaya okay i got it no way. I'm kidding. Oh my god. <laughs> Jesus. I just wanted I to feel it. that. Are you no! kidding me? What the fuck? Sorry. You didn't even let my joke land. <laughs> I cannot have it. Someone let's else hear it. it. No, let's, let's hear, hear it. it. You deserve no. it. Let's hear it. Jessica Chastain is in Dark Phoenix with Fastbender, who's in. Days of Future Past with Hugh Jackman, who's in The Greatest Showman. Okay, what if I can do it faster? Then let's do it. shit. Jessica Chastain is in uh, Spider-Man No Way Home with Andrew Garfield, who is in... What am I doing? (laughs) Wait, what? No, no, no. (laughs) Sorry. Jessica Chastain. (laughs) I was like, wait. Maybe she ain't in that. So late for me. Um, oh, time, yeah. Jessica Chastain is in Eyes of Tammy Faye with Andrew Garfield, who's in Spider-Man No Way Home with Zendaya. There you go. See, you didn't... Wow, it must be nice to use a Marvel movie. Eat shit pies, but you uh You did break the game. rule. <laughs> oh my God, I quit. This is this will be my last episode on Wednesday of Isles Oh Attack. my goodness. No, we need you. Where? I, was, I thought I was the only one that couldn't. Marvel movies. Yeah, see, Lacey? I, th- I forgot it was Marvel, okay? Aww. I thought it was Sony. For this, well, it's technically Sony. it is. Actually. 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 It's a Marvel Sony junction. Okay, I'm ending it. Rashawn used Marvel I Fox, I quit. so. I quit. That is it for this <laughs> week's episode of When Cinephiles Attack. As always, we'd love if you took a moment and rated us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And. We're on Good Pods. You can find this and all of our episodes <laughs> on Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Cinephile Attack. And if you have a suggestion for a new episode, 
or you just want to show us some love, email us at whencinephilesattack at gmail.com. From Mella, Josh, Lacey, and Rashawn. We will see you at the movies. Bye. Bye.